Uh, and before we get too far, I've got, I've got a question. How many of you are donut fans? You are a fan of La Donuts. Yeah, me too. Okay, I've got a, a donut in here, and it is filled. It is a, a filled donut. Some of you are like, come on, Jesus, multiply this like loaves and fishes for all of us. I'm glad you've got faith for that. Uh, I don't, so, and I'm selfish because there's enough for me. Uh, but I have some donuts in here. They're filled, and uh, I love a good filled donut, but I, I wanted to kind of see where, where we're at. Uh, how many of you are a, a cream-filled donut fan? Any cream-filled donut fans? Okay, how many of you are that raspberry-filled donut fan? Yeah, absolutely. Brady's like waving his hand. Come on, count me in, Jesus. Uh, that's, be, that's because I love a good raspberry filled donut and what's in the donut isn't there naturally it has to be placed inside there and our local donut shop they do a great job of filling it look at look it's already like falling out like the the raspberry cream it is there it's wonderful it's delightful it's fruity it's 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 delicious hold on yep it's delicious mmm look at that glory come on raspberry Raspberry-filled donut. It's delicious, by the way. Uh, we're just going to experience the goodness of God together. Hold on one more minute. Delicious, fruity, sugar high going through my brain right now. Delicious. The only way to discover what's inside is to put a little pressure from the outside. Pressure from my teeth, you could squeeze it with your hand, but that would ruin a good donut. When pressure shows up around this donut, what's inside comes out. Now what you have to understand is that only something that comes out had to first be put in. It, it, it didn't get in here by itself. It didn't magically show up. No, they had to put in what it is that they wanted to have come out. So it is with the words that come out of your mouth and my mouth. Words have a tendency to reveal what you have placed inside your heart. Words have a way of just revealing what is already inside, much like this, this donut. And, and especially when life starts to squeeze you a little bit, that's when you begin to notice, I had to squish that back because some of you were hoping there was more in there. Once you pay attention to the rest of the service. See, what happens is when, when it comes to the words, when we get squeezed by situations in our life, certain things come out of our mouth, don't they? And sometimes those things come out of our mouth and we really, really would like to retract them really quickly. We're like, come on, come on, come back, come back, come back. But it's too late because they're already, they're already out. They're gone. Words are an interesting thing. Words are, are pretty weighty, if you think about it. Words have this weight to them. Words have, have a shelf life that seems like they are preserved for ages. Some of you, like me, had experienced words spoken to you and about you when you were younger. And those words continued to remain in your heart and in your mind, creating an identity that wasn't God's design. 
but yet you've been living based on this thing that you've heard. These words that were spoken, they, they became canned in your heart and preserved for ages. And they don't seem to want to expire at all. Why? Because, because words have this way of living and continuing on and remaining in our minds and, and in our hearts. See, some of our greatest hurts and heartaches come from what people have said to us. What they've said about us. Words, they, they, they matter. But, but conversely, the, the same is true. Some of our greatest memories, some of our most treasured moments, some of the most special things uh, in our life came because somebody spoke words to us and over us. Words like, I love you. I believe in you. I think you can do it. Hey, I'm behind you. I'm cheering for you. I'm on your side. Words like that that just breathe real life into us that caused us to hang on because words, they, they have weight to them. Words, words matter. And those are, are, are wonderful words to, to really hear, but for some of us, they, they're really hard for us to say those kinds of words. We don't, our personality doesn't lean to being expressive in a loving way. Maybe our upbringing caused us to live in a certain environment to where we, we wanted to hear our father say, I love you, but they just seemed completely emotionally incapable of saying those words. And we've lived our entire lives trying to earn the right to hear those words from an earthly father that we've never yet heard. But our heavenly father wants you to know your love, that he's believing in you, and he's for you. See, words have this way of shaping our lives. They either tear down things or words can build things up. Words really are at the power and the weight of the person using them and speaking them. The, the words are really at your disposal to use however you choose. You are free to use words in whatever way you choose. That's the freedom that we all have. You know, in this series of messages, we've been talking about freedom. And in the first part of the series, we talked about how important it is for us to understand that our approach to God, how we view God, sets the tone and the pattern for how we encounter God for the rest of our lives and how we live out our, our faith. There are two approaches that we could have. We could have the approach that says, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be legalistic about life. I'm going to all about the rules, and when I don't follow the rules, I've got to have the punishment, and I'm going to earn my way, and I'm going to behave in a way, and we're trying to do and get God's love and approval based on our behavior, and then we live with this fear that says, if I don't behave the right way, then God's going to get me like, like it's some Christian version of karma or something, but that's the wrong approach, and we talked about how the right approach to God is recognizing that, that the right approach is to walk from a place of belief. Believing in what Jesus did. Believing in what God promises you. Believing in, in that it's not about what you've done, but about what you believe about what Jesus did that allows you to have a relationship with God. Where it's not about the rules, but it's about a relationship. And we approach God from this position of a relationship that's growing, that's dynamic, not from a place of obeying a bunch of rules. We talked about how important it is to guard our heart. We talked about forgiveness and, and unforgiveness and offense. And, and we talked about how, how important it is to live spirit and soul and body in that order. 
how God made us these beings and how we want to live in this way. And, and all of these things have helped us have proper approach to God as well as understanding how to receive God's forgiveness to set us free, to untangle us from our past so that we can move forward. Today, as we're kind of turning the corner in this, this series, and for the next couple weeks, we're going to talk about how do we not only be fully free and fully washed and, 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 and clean, but how we can stay free, how we can move forward in our freedom, how we can use our freedom to build a life-giving life, to, to build a faith that is strong, to build a life that is refreshing to other people, to, to have a life that, that, that is like this good cream of raspberry that other people see and long for and want to taste and understand that, that it's really God's goodness. How, how do we have that kind of fruit show up in our lives? And today I want to talk about your words and how your words come out because of what you've put in and Jesus is the one who really kind of helps us with this and and so I want to look at a, a a passage of scripture some of the words of Jesus and so if you have your Bibles I want you to uh, turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 6 Luke chapter 6 starting in verse 43 Luke 6 starting in verse 43 and and we're going to kind of go through these verses a little bit slower today. I want to have you underline some words and kind of highlight a few things for you. So if you have a, a printed copy of Scripture, you'll be able to follow along. If you have your phones with you, you can pull out your phones. Go to faithchurchks.org, faithchurchks.org. You can follow along and uh, teach you a little digital hack here. Uh, you can screenshot the verses. And then open them up in your photo editor, and most likely there's a markup tool where you can then pick a color and highlight or underline the words on the screen. I'm here to help you win in life, including your digital social life. Cheers. Let's go through this passage of Scripture. These are the words of Jesus as he has something to say about our speech. Starting in verse 43, it says this. No good tree bears bad fruit. Nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. In other words, if you're an apple tree, you're not going to produce oranges. If you're an orange tree, you're not going to produce, produce apples, right? Because a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. Can't be the other way around. Verse 44. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. Underline that phrase. By its own fruit. It's not your mama's fruit that you're going to be recognized by. It's not the culture that you grew up in's fruit that you're going to get recognized by. It's not your ancestors' fruit you're going to get recognized. It's not by your socioeconomic status that you're, no, no. It's by your own fruit. That's why you need to have your own relationship with God. Because it's your relationship with God that produces your fruit in your life. It's yours and no one else's. Each tree is recognized by your own fruit. Verse, verse goes on to say, people, they don't pick figs from thorn bushes. Underline that word thorn bushes. Or grapes from briars. In other words, people aren't going to come and look for the good raspberry cream filling. They're not going to come and pick fruit if there's a bunch of thorns around it. They're not going to go and try and risk getting pricked and, 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 and poked by the thorns to get the fruit. So in other words, you might be growing some fruit, 
But if you're really prickly and thorny, people aren't going to experience the goodness of God through your life. Not too long ago, we were doing some yard work and we got rid of some, we were trimming down some of our rose bushes that have some really uh, just ungodly, thick, strong, from the devil thorns on them. And I was moving and I, and I got my hand in multiple times, got, got pricked. I was using gloves, but they poked through the gloves too, right? Like, like I, I was bleeding and everything. It took like weeks for that sucker to heal. My hands were tender for a really long time. Some of you have had words spoken to you that were really sharp and hard, and you're still dealing with the pain of that prick. You're still dealing with the pain of that poke, and it hasn't healed. Some of you have said those kinds of words, and your marriage still hasn't recovered. It's still a tender spot. It's still a tender topic, because it takes a while for those kinds of things to heal. Jesus was helping us understand this. He goes on to say in verse 45, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. Underline that word stored up. Stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil, underline this next phrase, stored up in his heart. Stored up. Whatever is stored up is what Jesus says is coming out. Look at the last verse. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. I almost called this message, titled it, You're Full of It. But instead, I decided to title the message, Gages and Garnishes. Gages and garnishes. If you're taking notes today, you can write that down. If you're not taking notes today, you can pull out your connection card and write that down. The title of the message is Gages and Garnishes. Here's what Jesus is helping us to understand. And here's the big idea today. If you don't get anything else, hear this one phrase, this one topic. I want you to grab a hold. This is the whole sermon in one sentence. Are you ready? Here it is. Whatever is stored up in your heart streams out of your mouth. Whatever is stored up in your heart streams out of your mouth. Whatever it is that you've stored up in your heart streams out of your mouth. Some of us have stored up things in our hearts because other people have had said those things to us. We canned them, we kept them, and we've kept them stored away in our hearts. And those things stream out. Some of us are just allowing streams of things into our hearts All of the Netflix shows, all of the music that we're listening, all of the conversations that we're having, the lifestyle that we're living, the people we're hanging with, we're just letting streams literally of stuff into our heart and we're just storing it up. And what streams in eventually streams out. What we store up streams out. Let me say it another way. If it's streaming out, it's been stored up. I'm not talking about like those little slip-ups. We all have bad days, right? Like like there are some days you're just in a a rough mood. You didn't sleep good. You didn't eat right the day before, right? You didn't get enough water. Your kids were up. For us last night, the dog was going crazy with those storms. Everybody's got those days where you just aren't your normal self, where it's out of character, where you just slip up. 
I'm not talking about those moments. I'm not saying that every word that comes out of your mouth, you need to have like the police around you. That's not a good word. You've got something evil in your No, stop it. We don't need legalistic word police. What I am saying, though, is that something that streams out of your mouth has to have a source somewhere. Think about a literal stream. It's constantly flowing, and it has a source. And it can't stream or carry anything in the stream that doesn't originate in the source. So what you store up will stream out of your mouth. It's what streams out because you've stored it up already. Streams have this consistent flow. Are you always making excuses? Are you always blaming other people? Are those the kind of words that come out of your mouth? Is it always somebody else's fault? You're, you're storing up some things in your heart that are causing those kinds of words to, to stream out. Are, are you always critical and criticizing and negative about other people in situations and you can't ever see the good in anything? It's just negative, negative, negative. You've stored up some things and that's what's streaming out. Is it always, I can't, I won't ever, I'll never be able to? I'll never have, God will never move, I'm I'm stuck here. Is it always full of self-doubt and negativity? That's what you've been storing, that's what you've been storing up. Because what you've stored up is what streams out. What you've stored up is is what streams. Are you always the person to send the off-color coarse joke through the email pool at work? Are, Are you the one that's always got the dirty joke ready to go? Are you the one that's always cursing and using profanity? What you've stored up is what's going to stream out. You can't store one thing and not expect it to stream out. Nor can you stream out something that you haven't stored up. Some of you are like, well, it's probably not that bad. Well, listen, if it's coming out of your mouth and nobody is shocked that it came out of your mouth, Likely, they're used to it because it streams out pretty consistently. Well, well, Pastor, I, I, I can't just speak all those flowerful, colorful things. I, I, I'm just not a, I'm, my personality is really direct. I'm just a direct person. Everything's black and white. I see it that way. I just am direct all the time. No, your words are not your personality. Your words come from your heart's reality. Your words aren't shaped by your personality. They come from your heart's reality. Now, now your personality helps filter, helps do some things for sure. But it's time that we stop blaming our personality. We stop blaming our upbringing for the things that we've allowed to store up in our heart. And what what streams out of your mouth is 100% a reflection of what you've stored up in your heart. It is your heart's reality that's coming out of your mouth. I believe God wants us to be a life-giving people. To be a people that allow words of life that encourage and build up and bring the best out in other people and bring the best out in ourselves and think the best of ourselves. And I think those are the kind of words that need to come out of our mouth. If we're going to be free and stay free, it's about making sure the words that are streaming out came from something healthy that we've stored up. Again, what you've stored up is what will stream out. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this first thought down. 
Here's the first thought today, is that your words are gauges. They're gauges. That's all they are. Your words are gauges. They, they gauge what's going on in your heart. They gauge the content of your heart. Just like the dashboard of your car gauges what's going on inside your car, your words gauge and are a gauge for you and the people around you to know what's going on on the inside of your heart. They gauge your surrender. How surrendered are you to God? Pay attention to how you talk. That'll tell you whether you're surrendered to God or you're in control of your own life. Your words gauge your health. How healthy is your soul? Pay attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth. That'll tell you how healthy your soul is. Or is it still damaged and toxic and hurt? Your words will gauge and tell you what's going on in your heart. Your words gauge your worship. What do you mean, Pastor? What you talk about the most is likely what you value the most. Are you talking about your stress and your problems all the time? You're worshiping your stress and your problems. Why? Why? Because adoration comes from your mouth. Affection and attention reveals because of what comes out of your mouth. Some of you talk more about your kids than you do your spouse in a positive way. You're worshiping your kids. You're valuing your kids more... It's just a gauge. It's a gauge. It's a gauge. How often are you talking about what God is doing in your life? How often are you talking about what he showed you in his word? How often are you talking about the goodness of God that you've been experiencing in your life, the testimony and the story of your life? I'm not saying everything ought to be like New King or King James, these and thous and brothers and sisters. Stop it with the religious jargon. I'm just talking about your words gauge what's most important to your heart. It gauges your worship. It gauges your worship. Words not only gauge. Here's the second thought I want you to understand today. Your words also garnish. They garnish your life. What, that word garnish, it's not a word that we use very often uh, in our society, in our, in our culture, but garnish had, kind of has two, two definitions to it. The first definition of the word garnish is, is the idea of garnishing wages or, or garnishing somebody's property or where, where the bank garnishes something of your possession and brings it back. In, in other words, they begin to take control again of something. James 3, it's a really interesting chapter to read in the Bible, but in James chapter 3, the writer is telling us your tongue is what controls your life. It's like the, he says it's like a bit in a horse's mouth. Truth be told, I've only ridden a horse a couple times. It's not really my thing. But from my understanding, this little bitty piece sticks in their mouth and it controls the entire thing. It controls the entire movement of, of what you want that horse to do. It's controlled by the bit in its mouth. Your tongue is what controls, it garnishes your life. He says, the, the words that come out of your mouth, James says, is it's like a rudder on a huge ship. A tiny little rudder can navigate a huge ship. Some of you have been sailing through really tough storms in your life. 
you've been frustrated and tired and you feel like you've been in a battle and it's stormy all around. Can I tell you, it's time to, to garnish with your tongue. How about you start navigating out of those waters by the words that you speak? What if you started speaking life instead of speaking the problem, you start speaking about the solution? Why? Because your tongue can navigate you right out of those waters. Why? Because it, it's, it's, it's a gar- your words are garnishing. They, they control your life. Another part of this word that's really helpful for us to understand is Garnish, the garnish or the garnishment is that, that decorative stuff that they put on a plate. When you go to a restaurant and they put the little garnish on, you know you're in a fancy place. You know you're in a, food ought to be really good, dresses it up really well, makes, makes it look really appetizing and appealing. Your words make the Jesus in you really appealing to people or they repel them away from him. But I think our words need to be the garnishment that lets other people know that God is good, that he's for them, he's not against them, that he's with them, that he believes in them just like we believe in them, that God can and he will come through, that they're more than what their, their situation demands that they are. I, I wonder what would happen if the people of God began to use their words to garnish life and to speak life over the situations and the people and the relationships that are in their life. I wonder what would happen if you started to garnish with your words something different. Ephesians 4.29 tells us, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Not not any. Only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Only let words come out of your mouth that are helpful to build somebody else up according to their needs. Not according to your perspective. Not according to your political persuasion. Not according to your your, your, your preferences, no, let words come out of your mouth that build them up according to what they need. Not what you think they need to hear, but only let words come out of your mouth that's gonna build them up because they need to hear it. What if we garnished our words in a way that we controlled our opinions and our perceptions And we only garnished the words, only used our words to garnish. It's going to build up and encourage somebody else. Just because you think it doesn't mean you need to say it. Just because it's true doesn't mean it needs to be said. One of the great disciplines as a pastor that I often feel the tension of is knowing when to speak and when not to speak in somebody's life. When, when do I say what I know is true and what will help them and when are they ready to really hear what it is that is known and needs to be true? When I'm preparing messages, there's a lot of things I don't include in my messages that I think are true and helpful. I just don't think that they're necessary in this moment. It, but because I understand that the words that come out of my mouth They're garnishing something in your life. They're helping you in some way. And we have a wide variety of people in this room from various backgrounds, experiences, faith traditions, and even more of those people listening online who've never stepped foot in here and don't know anything about you and me, but they're listening because somebody shared this sermon with them. Words matter. 
and learning how to filter just because I want to say it or I think it should be said doesn't mean it needs to be said. Is it helpful? Colossians 4 verse 6 says, let your conversations be always full of grace, not condemnation. Don't let your conversations be conviction. Don't let them be full of your opinions. Don't let them be full of your hurts. Don't let your conversation be full of, of your history and your past. Of, no, no. Let your conversations be full of grace. Seasoned with salt so that the words that come out of your mouth bring out the flavor of God in the conversation. Seasoned with salt. Enhance the flavoring of God in the conversation because of your words. So that, that you may know how to answer everyone. Your words, they're gauges and they're garnishment. What you store up is what streams out. So, so what do we need to do? I think we need to filter our words with God's word. That's what I think we need to do. How do we ensure that our words are, are life-giving? How do we ensure that our words are going to build somebody up? How do, we, how do we ensure that they're not going to cut and be all thorny and prickly? Where we just ensure that they're filtered by God's word. Here's, here's, here's four questions you need to ask before you have conversations, before you say something, before you post something on social media. Four, four questions you need to ask. Is it true? Not is it true how I feel? Not is it truly what I think? Not is it true according to my history? Is it true according to God's word? Is it true? second question you need to ask is is it kind is it kind just because it's true but you can't say it in a kind way keep your mouth shut we don't need a bunch of prickly thorny people speaking truth of God's word is it true is it kind because that reflects the character and the way God would say it is it helpful I mean, is it actually going to add value? Is it going to really build the conversation? Is it really going to help them grow forward in their life? Is it really going to add to their life, or is it just going to help me feel better? Is it helpful to them? And fourth, last filter. Have you prayed for them yet? Have you prayed for them? Not that God would correct them, not that God would get them, not that God would smite them and smack them over the head. That's not the prayer. Not that God would change them. No, have you prayed God's best over them? Have you prayed that God would bless them? Have you prayed that God would heal them? Have you prayed that God would, would reveal himself to them? Have you prayed for them on their behalf? If you can answer in the affirmative in all four of those things, proceed with your words. Proceed with the conversation. Proceed with the post. Proceed with the comment. Proceed with the email and the text message. We need to filter the words coming out of our mouth with those things. I, I would take it a step further and say you need to filter the things that you let stream into your heart with those as well. Because if you're not happy with what's streaming out of your mouth, change what you're streaming and storing up into your heart change what you're storing into your heart 
And eventually what streams out of your mouth will be different. I don't care if you've been using foul language for 40 years. You begin to change what you store up in your heart. Words that come out of your mouth will sound different. They'll sound different. And we need God's word to do it. Listen, we will draw others close to Jesus or we will distract them away from Jesus all based on how we use our words this week. I don't know about you, but I want to be somebody that draws people to Jesus. I want to bring out the best of their potential. I want to I leave every conversation better than I walked into it. I want to I walk out of every conversation having left a compliment, not criticism. I want to walk out of every conversation having, having them have a clearer picture of God's love for their life. I, I want to walk away from every conversation that I have garnished with the potential and the possibility of what God can do and wants to do and will do in their life. Your words, though, are just gauges and garnishment. And what you store up streams out. To help us, I've given a bookmark to everybody. Hopefully you got one of these on your way in. If didn't, make sure you pick one up on the way out. And these are just some life declarations that you can make to begin changing what you store up in your heart. In other words, what you say out of your mouth, you hear in your ears. And what you hear with your ears gets stored up in your heart. And if you filter and put enough of God's word into your ears, you will store it up in your heart and it will eventually start streaming out of your mouth. Because when pressure shows up and you get squeezed by life, what's streaming out of your mouth? Whatever you've stored up. So I want to give you these life declarations for you to begin to declare over your life this week. God's word to declare over your life so that you can hear it. Say it loud enough for you to hear it. Say it loud enough for your kids to know it. Put it in your ears so it gets in your heart and it'll stream out your mouth. I mentioned earlier that some of us have stored up in our hearts some really harsh things that other people have said about us. We've allowed their words to be canned and on the shelf of our heart and in our mind. I've been there. Early on in ministry, I had somebody who I think was trying to help me embrace a little more humility, which didn't come naturally to me. And I think that's what they wanted to do, but that's not what they actually did. What they actually did was speak some words of death over me. And, and their words were, you're not as good as what you think you are. You're just not that good. And those words stayed stored up in my heart to where I, I decided I'm going I'm to do something about that. I'm going I'm to show them. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to prove it. It polluted so much of what I was doing in life and ministry. My motivation was all off. And it wasn't until I started to speak words of life and what God has to say about me that that insecurity actually began to diminish in my life. Some of you have such words that have been spoken over your life. You're dumb. You'll never fit in. You'll never amount to anything. You'll always be poor. This week, you know what I want you to do? I want you to take the back of this card and I want you to write those words down. Those words of death that you've had canned up in your heart, stored up in your heart, I want you to write them down. All of them that you can think of, that God brings back, write them down. 
And then I want you to flip the card over and say, God, that's not the truth. And then I want you to start reading. I'm blessed with God's supernatural wisdom and I have clear direction in my life. I am blessed with creativity, courage, ability, and abundance. I'm blessed with a strong will, self-control, and self-discipline. I'm blessed with great family, good friends, and good health. I'm blessed with faith, favor, and fulfillment. I'm blessed with success, supernatural strength, promotion, and divine protection. I am blessed with an obedient heart and with a positive outlook on my life. I declare that any curse ever spoken over me listed on this card has no right to come against me and I break it in Jesus name right now. I am blessed wherever I go. Everything I put my hands to is going to prosper and succeed. I am blessed. And start storing up the truth of who God sees you as and you store it up enough, it'll start streaming out of your mouth. And as it streams out of your mouth, it will direct and control your life to go in that direction of blessing. Does that sound good? Let's stand and let's pray together. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, I pray today that you're drawing us by your spirit closer to you. God, I pray that no word that came out of my mouth would have sat in somebody's heart as condemnation but instead I pray Lord that the words that came out of my mouth today are helping to bring life to them to expose improper thoughts and approaches to life and rather God it's drawing you closer drawing them closer to you because that's your greatest desire is a relationship with them and their life being blessed Lord we declare today as your people that we are blessed that we walk in your goodness, we walk in your favor, and we walk in your love everywhere we go. And may the things that have been spoken over us no longer stay stored up in our heart, but may we confess them and get them out and give them back to you and live in a different way. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Friends,